0: Welcome to the Get Up Nation Weekly Resilience Report, featuring Ben Biddick, creator and host of the Get Up Nation show, and featuring former Navy SEAL Diego Ugalde, CEO of the Trident Approach. My name is Ben Biddick. I'm the creator and host of the Get Up Nation show and co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player Adam Greenberg. Recently, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with Diego Ugalde to learn more about an amazing nonprofit organization called the Honor Foundation. Diego is a former Navy SEAL and is the current CEO of the Trident Approach. Diego shares the profound value of how the Honor Foundation helps America's special ops warriors transition from service into the civilian world. Thank you, Diego, for sitting down with me today on the Get Up Nation show. Tell me about that transition from being a Navy SEAL to a CEO. It's not easy, but it's a lot easier when
1: you have people like the Honor Foundation. So I retired in 2018, and about two years before I retired, I was on my my last deployment, and I had a moment to sort of have some Quiet time and some self-reflection and things, and then it sort of dawned on me: like, "Man, you're you're retiring in two years. What are you what are you gonna do?" And immediately, you know, it's just not something you really think about an act You're so focused on the mission, you're so focused on the people that you're taking care of. It it kind of passes by every once in a while, but it's not something that you really take the time to dig into. So, when I had that moment, I was like, "Well, this is serious." Like. You know, so many people in the military or I should say so many people in the civilian world, they look at people in the military that, you know, you got all your act together in a lot of ways we do. But I'll tell you that, you know, for 20 years collectively, I had somebody telling me where to go, where to be and all that sort of thing. And so there are many things that we are very independent thinkers about and proactive and all that. We always had a place to go. And even in the military, when you're transitioning from one command to another, like they tell you where you're going. Sometimes you can ask for it, but, you know, it's all laid out for you. Um, You have to do the moving and all that, but the work is done for you. This is uh, an experience for most of us that have been in for a long, long, long time that most people in the civilian world are just absolutely, I mean, it's just a way of life for them. It is not for us. It is, uh, it's scary. You know, you don't, you don't know. I mean, you got a family, you got people to feed, bills to pay. What are you going to do? Luckily for me, I realized that I had the opportunity to just completely clean the slate. Do whatever I wanted to do. What was that thing? And so I came up with my plan. And my plan, was you know, I was stationed in Germany for three and a half years. Lucky enough to do that. And being over there in Europe changed my life. So I said, well, when I retire, I'm going to get a rucksack and, and, and hike from Chamonix, France to Zermatt, Switzerland over the course of seven or 10 days. I'm not going to you know, talk to anybody. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to sit there and think and just be in my mind and, and really trying to figure that stuff. And I've felt for sure I was going to have, uh, an answer by the end of that time of, of who I really was, because that's the thing. I mean, how many people really, really dig into who they really, really, really are. Now that, I would say often, there is, there is a difference between what their job is, what they're good at, what they know, their network, their support system, all of that stuff, uh, and they may not even like what they're doing, but that might be different from who you really, really, really are, and especially learning about the concept of the ego, you know, it's, a lot of times you're chasing what your ego tells you you should be or what your ego makes you think that you want to be. So knowing that I had the opportunity to make that clean slate, that was, that was going to be my plan. Uh, So like I said, I mean, that, that, that moment came two years before I retired and about a year before I would, yeah, about a year before I retired. um, Somebody came to me and said, uh, Hey Diego, have you ever heard of the honor foundation? What's that? Basically, the Honor Foundation is a nonprofit organization that helps um, special operations uh, operators, as well as their support people transition from the military life to civilian life. So whether you've been in for four years or or 30 years, they help you come up with a plan. And it is an elite executive level program uh, that helps. People really identify, you know, who they are inside and what's going to make them most happy. We have this story, of this uh, person who um, had everything lined up from their current job in the military um, to, you know, what that job looks like on the outside, you know, government contract work. Like I said, all their network, all the stuff they even like their job and all this. And they had everything lined up. And it just so happens that, uh, you know, they they also got a chance to go to the Honor Foundation. And through the process and through the digging, this person said, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I don't have to. I want to be around race cars. And so long story short, that person, uh, the last I heard, is now the director of operations at uh, at one of the largest uh, speedways in the country not on their plate at all before they started the honor foundation so those are the kinds of, of things that we're talking about for me i had an idea by the time i went to the honor foundation that i wanted to start up the trident approach i i knew there was a, a a different way to teach leadership i knew there was a different way to teach interpersonal communication and relationships at work and these lessons that i've got i've gotten the hard way and i always felt like if 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 i can help people not go the hard way that would be awesome so towards the end you know i asked this is something i want to do how do you start a company one of the, the the big lessons learned that i got from the honor Foundation, i got many 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 lessons learned from the honor foundation but one of the big ones that i got from them was the concept of five cups of coffee and that concept is uh you have a cup of coffee with somebody who's done what you're trying to do so there's two important things. You know, you, you bring something right with for sure. You come up prepared with your questions. But one of the most important questions you can ask during your cup of coffee is, by the way, do you know anybody else I can talk to you about this? Well, you do that 50 times over and you get hundreds of years of experience of everyone told me to do this. Don't do that. Uh, no one told me to do this. You got to do this. Uh, the hardest lessons learned. I mean, saving time money, effort, all of these things that are so important in starting an organization. And so I told them, this is what I want to do. Uh, can you help me out? And so they set me up with my first several cups of coffee. And one of those cups of coffee was the director of marketing for Ford Motor Company. Wow. The other cup of coffee was the person who invented the stork for the plastic Pickles. Wow. Uh, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Titsy pop? <laughs> all of these people, uh, who were, you know, huge in their industry in, in marketing and sales and all of these things, all the way, you know, because you know there's so many aspects that are involved in starting a uh, company. You know, do I do an LLC? Do I do an S corp? What's the difference? Who cares? All of that. And I and and that's the kind of level that the Honor Foundation brings to you. They're not. You know, some guys off the street that say, hey, you know, I kind of know about this. I mean, you are a vetted and trusted agent um, in order for them to even expose that person to uh, the special operations folks. So that's the kind of connection and, and support that I had. And so they, the first thing I did, I said, hey, I, I've got this pitch that I want to pitch you guys. See if you even think it's 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 something that has wheels. And they said, yeah, sure, Uh, just uh, five of them got together. These great, amazing people got together and said, all right, yeah, just show us your business plan. And I'm just, uh, what what, was the business plan? (laughs) I mean, seriously, you know, you're talking about, they don't teach business development in the SEAL teams. They don't, we know how to shoot, we know how to drive, we know how to jump out of planes, we know how to do all these things but we don't know how to put together a marketing strategy. We don't know how to, you know, I've done cost estimates a million times myself and we're working Excel uh, spreadsheets and that kind of thing, but I've never put one together for a company. So I I don't know all these things, and I was like, okay, so we kind of freaked out. I went to Google, and I Googled business plan template, and I worked on it for about a month, and I came back and I sent it to them and it was uh sixty uh you know, thirty pages long my business plan <laughs> and I put together this whole PowerPoint presentation I brought them into this really cool restaurant kind of briefing room thing and and I sat them down, and they were all very patient uh they' just they sat there and they listened to my entire my entire pitch, and they said. <laughs> you need to cut this thing it, it it needs to be like four pages long It's <laughs> like what <clears throat> you know and, and so that's what they did they you know in the in the military you have to write when you get up in leadership you have to write evaluations on all your people and and you know these evaluations are almost like uh, sales pitches to to promote this person if if that's what uh needs to happen so you got to get good, good at writing but but there's a way to write those you can't just just write them and I remember the first time I ever wrote my, my, my first eval, my chief ripped it up in front of my face and threw it <laughs> threw it on the floor to try again. Like, you know, and that's kind of what these guys do. Like, this is not, you know, any business plan that anyone would ever want to read. Uh, so if I, I didn't even know what a business plan was for, I didn't know that I was doing it to find investors and I wasn't even looking for it. It was weird anyways. Uh, so <clears throat>
0: uh,
1: what I needed. And then, you know, they said, you know, what are you going to need to start this whole thing off? And I said, $2.2 million. And they said, figure out how to do it for a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, are you kidding me? Did you listen to anything I just said? You know, we need land in Montana. We need all this stuff. They're like, yeah, that's what you're talking about when you've been in business for 10 years. You're just starting out. So we want to make sure that you're doing good. So I peeled away and peeled away and peeled away. And we came up with what the try approach looks like now kind of and hundred thousand dollars and I wasn't looking for investors. So we bootstrapped strapped the whole thing. And we, we, uh, we had our very first event in August of 2018. So just a few months after I retired and we've been rolling since then. We've, we've done events, um, overseas. We're currently working on a project where we're going to be headed to South Africa to work with uh, some YPO's out there. And, uh, and, you know, bef- before COVID hit, we were to, we were, you know working with Hertz and Google and all these guys. So <clears throat> really, really excited about uh, how we got to where we're going and, 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 and where we're headed, even, even with COVID. I mean, once, you know, once the uh, you know, vaccines are made and we're back to normal operations, man. We're, you know, it's going to be great. And, and, and the things that we've been able to do as a team, because all my guys are all seals or, or former seals or our support guys, we, uh, you know, we just have these huge impacts on people, which is what I really, really need. Like that, that was what I needed. Uh, you know, I, I didn't need to work as a contractor to go overseas to provide personal protection for some executives, that wasn't what I was put on this earth to do. I was I was put on this on this earth to help make people happy. And one of the best ways that I know how is to improve their professional work life. And I feel like if, if, if people can just take some of the bigger lessons that we have with the Trident Approach, that not only will they be happy, but the people they work with will be happier and profits will go up and all those things. Uh, so we really, really, really love what we do. And I really, really would not be talking about, you know, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now if it wasn't for the Honor Foundation. I would literally be playing pool with somebody at a bar and say, man, I got this really cool idea. It'd be awesome if I did this. I mean, that's where I would be right now if it wasn't for the Honor Foundation. So really, really grateful to those guys, not only for, you know, their mission. Joe Musselman is the, is the founder and the former CEO. He's got an interesting story himself. He, uh, he tried to become a SEAL. And he was at Bud's SEAL training for for a long time. He ended up getting hurt, hurt so bad that he got processed out of the military for it. And it was just a bummer because, uh, you know, this guy with all this potential, he's a great dude, and that happens, you know. It, I mean, Bud's is very – there was part of it It was very much a luck of the draw. But while he was in the holding area kind of waiting to get transitioned out, uh, one of the master chiefs from the Bud's compound came in and just started talking about well, I'm retiring. I don't know what to do, and Joe had a background in it, and said, "Well, you know, what's what's your retirement? What's your plan? Like, you know, all these things." And he just had, and and it started from there. He just helped him through the process of, of what all that stuff resumes, you know, what is your LinkedIn profile, all of those things that that especially in the SEAL community because we are so adverse to that. You know, even me talking to you right now is something I would have never done 10 years ago. No, nope. my neighbors didn't even know I was a SEAL. We would go on vacation together and they didn't know I was a SEAL. Um, so it's not we, it's something we don't talk about at all. And, uh, and so getting used to uh, getting past that, hey, you know, it's not a matter of national security anymore. <laughs> People know that I'm a SEAL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to getting used to sharing your story, if it can be beneficial to others. All of those things the Honor Foundation really helps you out with. I mean, we all walk in there just, you know, word after word after word as military acronym. Uh, we have a way of talking in the military that it's just not, you know, not only with the acronyms, but the words and things that we say and do can be really shocking to people in the civilian world. So as, along with the education, we also get used to practicing, you know, things to say and not to say our normal conversation could be so offensive especially today to anyone and so we learn hey you know that's not cool anymore but it takes practice because like i said you know for me 20 years uh, other guys even more so it's just part of their blood the honor foundation just provides us just an amazing way of going about doing that so um with the honor foundation so it's it was three months long and we would meet twice a week and uh you know we would have to wear nice clothes and things to class, learn what business casual was, what business business dress was like. And so it was broken up into three phases. Uh, so the first one was like, you know, finding out about yourself, wiping away the whole idea of being a SEAL for a moment and see if that's what you come back to or if you go to something else. Really digging into, you know, what are your strengths? You know, how do you communicate, you know, emotional intelligence, all these things. Where are you in these areas? Uh, taking different uh, assessments on, you know, I took one and said, hey, you should be a psychologist and all of these things. So people find out different things. But but every you know, that's where you really learn that all these people, even though we've done the same mission, we've been the same kind of worn in the same hat, we're so diverse within us. We have all of these little aspects about us that make us unique individuals. And w- once you learn that, You know, the second phase is then, you know, let's start building up your your toolbox, kind of, so building your resumes, your LinkedIn profiles, learning how to interview, uh, like some of the more common questions that you get from, you know, if you were to interview with Amazon or Google or LinkedIn or or Morgan Stanley or whatever it is, um, you know, we have some of those executives coming to us and actually putting us through mock interviews. Um, We had the... Uh, the person who who does some of the screenings for the resumes at Amazon actually come by and look at our resumes. I mean, this is the kind of level that I'm talking about. So it's just, it's an elite level, absolutely helpful for us and what we're trying to do. And then the last part is to do these treks, right? Every cohort goes to a different place around the United States. My particular cohort went to San Francisco. So when we went, we had Basically backstage passes and and compound tours with Google, Facebook, Yahoo, Airbnb, uh, MuleSoft, uh, Dropbox, all of these guys, Oracle, all of these guys. And and, uh, some of them, we were sitting there with their C-suite. And because we can be a really highly sought after group of individuals, a lot of corporate executives are really seeing the value that military people have to bring to the table. And like I said, before the honor family, we don't know how to get the word out. We don't know how to say, Hey, you know, this is us. This is, this is what we're all about and this is what we do. So we don't even know how to do that. And so (laughs) they literally hand walk us, hand walk us straight to the CEO and say, Hey, this is this person. You should meet him or her. You know, she's incredible. And it just provides just the the hugest opportunity. So that's where I went on on my track, but they the Honor foundation has has several locations they got one in San Diego they got uh, one in Virginia Beach, one in North Carolina, and they've got a virtual campus I think they're working on another one as well so they initially started with just with just the seals and then they branched off into the seals and support and now we're working with rangers green Berets marines the Marine Raiders, all those guys so they're really starting to to work the whole broad spectrum. And like I say, they are nonprofits, so they're completely driven by donations. And you can just see, I mean, my story is just one of several hundred. These people are really making huge impacts on the corporate world once they leave the military community. And I know that there was something like a you know 90% rate of when the guys get out of the military, they get their first job and they're gone within a year or two you know they're just maybe even less time than that but the fellows that go through the honor foundation it's not a job placement organization although that happens a lot of times uh, the people that go through the honor foundation get connected with their first job they've got a 90 percent retention rate with their first job which is which is phenomenal like you don't find that anywhere and the reason for that is all of the bs is gone it's Again, not what do you know? What do you what do you like? What are you good at? It is what are you driven to do? What is like magnetically, gravitationally pulling you out of bed every day? You know, as a medic and a preacher and a SEAL team, like I don't know what that means on the outside, and so they help us take all of those job qualifications and and translate those into words that civilians can understand that resonate with them. Like, oh, you. You lead small teams, you know, but there are important things that we don't know how to do that, that they're just used to doing. So that's why the retention rate is so successful is because, you know, we're not looking for a job. We are looking for something that is going to enrich our lives. We're looking for something. We're looking for cultures that align with who we are. That's one of the things that I think that we do really well in the SEAL teams is we have a culture that's, is what it is. People come in from the streets to to assimilate to us, and they do that through BUDS. People ask, what is the SEAL culture? Uh, I say, you never quit. You never leave your swim buddy. There's a standard of excellence, and there's always a way. If you live and breathe those four things, then you're going to do well in the SEAL community. But you find out whether or not you fit through BUDS. And buzz, you will find out if you've got those four things. So culture is very important to us. It's important to all kinds of people whether they real realize it or not. And so we understand the importance of it. and so when we're we're looking for a tech job, we're not just going to any tech organization out there. First thing we do, what are your values? And say, yeah, that's really great. You guys are changing the world. you guys are doing amazing things, but you know there's something in here that doesn't align with me. so you don't even bother and you're not wasting anyone's time and not wasting any money, you're not wasting anything. And then you find the one that's got those things that are you know, non-negotiables for you and then you're rolling. So all of that, all of that through the Honor Foundation. Uh, the last I checked, it was something like $87,000 per student to go through. You know, and they don't charge us anything. Uh, so that's all donations you can see and and that money is going somewhere. I mean, for sure, like I said, I'm like, Hey man, I want to start a business. And they're like, here, here's the director of Ford Motor Company marketing here. There you go. <laughs> you know, you know, that's, that's where all that stuff comes from. So really amazing opportunity. Absolutely grateful for them. We would not have been able to start the Trider Approach without the Honor Foundation. And I can tell you that, that we've had really big strong, positive impacts and influences on people from all over the world already. And that's not just because of the Trident approach that all can be traced back to the Honor Foundation. So currently I'm an ambassador for the Honor Foundation. Very lucky for them and fortunate for them to to even ask me to serve in that role. They still have cohorts going through all the time in San Diego. And and so I do my best to attend those classes and, and meet with the new folks that are, you know, transitioning out of the military and that kind of thing. And the SEAL community is a small community, so I know a lot of them. So it's great to be around them still. I mentor a lot of fellows going through uh, as well. I've been many cups of coffee for se- several of the fellows going through. And, you know, people are always interested, you know, what's it like starting a company? You know, i got this idea. What do you think? All those things. So, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of that. I've, I'm still very much in contact with a lot of the leadership and Joe Musselman. It was his first Father's Day this last weekend. So I was like, hey, happy Father's Day, dude. So, you know, your family for sure. And and they are there for us for life. 20 years from now, if I've got this tough nut to crack, I'm always going to be able to call back to the Honor Foundation and say, hey, what do you guys think about this? Or can you put me in touch with this person? You can go to honor.org. And that's where you can, you know, submit your application. Again, you got to be connected to the special operations community in some some capacity. We've got, like, in the Air Force, for example, they have special operations weather people. They're actual operators. We don't. You don't need to be that. You can be a weather person attached to a special operations command, and you're good. So as long as you're attached to a special operations command, you you can go to honor.org and submit. the The only thing I'd say to maximize your potential with the Honor Foundation is. Just to learn how to open your mind and not come to like any presumptive ends hey i'm I'm this, this is who I should be, this is what I should be, because if you do that, you're just kind of selling yourself short to the overall you know expansiveness of what you could potentially be. You may very well end up back right right where you're at now and 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 nothing would make you happier and all those types of things. And, and that's cool, there's absolutely nothing wrong as long as it's right for you. I'll just tell you that that's not the majority of the case, but no problem, We're, you know, you are you. <laughs> just be excited about whatever your path is gonna be and when you find out what that path is, uh, you're, you're not gonna be able to help but to jump on that thing and just go. So yeah, I mean, you just need a couple of letters of recommendation from people in, in the special operations community. And that's it. You're off and running. You send your application. They they do like a couple of phone interviews. I mean, they they were even working through COVID. You know, they were working remotely uh, and that kind of stuff because COVID hit happened to hit like right in the middle of of a particular cohort. And so they've and and plus like I said, they've got virtual campuses everywhere. So if you're you know in Wyoming, you can, you know, you can. Uh, definitely participate definitely and you 're still getting the benefits you 're still getting the networking you 're still getting and that 's the thing i've i 've never been around an organization that has the 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 level of networking that the honor foundation does i mean they know everybody i mean you 're talking about whatever the five degrees of separation or six degrees i mean they 're talking about three degrees of separation at most from anyone you need to talk to anybody and and there 's a reason for it and you know you 've you know, you've done your homework and that kind of thing, you will get into contact with that person. Uh, So um, it's uh, more often than not, I'll say. So yeah, it's just go with
0: an open mind and you'll be good. I love how you articulated that magnetic drive that pulls you out of your bed. And that's the type of focus and engagement that really takes us through hard times because of what we are enjoying so much or what is so fulfilling that When things get hard, it carries us through those moments because we lay hold of what we love in that process and the happiness that comes from that. That's powerful. And I know that a lot of us have barriers to allowing ourselves to have that. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of, well, I I shouldn't necessarily be that happy or it's too frightening to actually allow ourselves to think, wow, that could be our life. If we chose it and work toward it and we're accepting of it, we oftentimes sabotage ourselves. But how exciting is that to have that moment of articulation, to have that moment of awareness and awakening to say, what makes me happy? What magnetically pulls me out of bed in the morning? And then how can I earn an income doing that and impacting people along the way and growing internally?
1: It is a win-win situation. It's a win for the, the fellows that go through and it's a win for, for the corporate world. They are fiending for people who are driven, who've got the standard of excellence, who don't give up, who always find a way, who work in a team, like is driven to work in a team, is the standard is to work in a team. They're, you know, they're wondering, where can I find these people? And we're all here, you know, <laughs> we're just here. So it is a total win-win. That's such a great thing of what they do is they provide that value and that, that connective tissue to get elite level performing organizations connected with elite. Performing people and people that that do have a passion and do have a drive and a standard of excellence that I can tell you as a CEO that you're just so grateful to have when you have it on your team. You don't need to micromanage these people. You, know, you got to teach them what to do in the beginning. And once you got that, you know it is they're off to the races and you just unleash that talent on the world. And and you know there's so much gratification that comes that comes from that on both sides. Um, the other thing that that the Honor Foundation does too is is you know it is fear of the unknown when you're talking about transitioning I don't know what it's going to be like to not be guaranteed a paycheck anymore I don't know what it's going to be like if I get hired somewhere and you know all of a sudden I got to pick up my family and move to Tennessee I don't know what that's like but they bring the known to the unknown they help you know little by little by little start to bring a level of certainty and, and comfort back because we need that too, you know, just because we're SEALs or just because we're Marine Raiders doesn't mean that we're like, oh, whatever, like, I'm good, you know, I'll just jump out of a plane without a parachute. Like, that's not what happens. You know, <laughs> we carefully pack our parachute. We carefully put it on. We go through inspection, you know, we need that security as well. We don't just run out there blind and whatever. And so the Honor Foundation does provide that vehicle for us. So they say, hey, who are you? Where are you going? This is how we can help. Here's some of the things that you don't know about, you know, they really do soften that landing for us whenever it is that we do come in to work at a place. And one of the things that I think is every once in a while, you'll hear guys that'll just get picked up by these companies and they're like, we don't have a position for you, but we're going to make one just for you because we need you on our team. That happens. You know, those guys are there for the long haul and they're, you know, obviously those things go both ways. So they couldn't be happy to be there. These organizations know, Hey, I don't, we can't, we can't afford to lose you so we're going to we're going to make something happen
0: it's got to be what america is craving right now is to have these type of people in their ranks to inspire them to draw out the best from them to be with people who are able to deal with fear in a healthy way and overcome challenges relentlessly it's got to be exciting to be in that environment
1: yeah absolutely because we, we're retiring right we're not dead yeah. <laughs> so there's you know we, we yeah. still have like this lifetime left to give and it, it's got to be something that's engaging it's got to be something that's meaningful a lot of people in the school teams have add you know we need to be engaged they yeah. have to be or we just lose focus so i just know that there's so many employers out there who are also feel very grateful for for, for the existence of the honor foundation the things that they've been able to to get from them the folks they've been able to get from them
0: anything else that uh, you wanted to cover with the honor foundation uh if any of this information
1: is either applicable to you as an operator or support element i highly encourage you to apply to go to the honor foundation again again that's honor.org but also if you are an organization that is looking for for serious serious people who are serious about their standard of excellence, serious about being part of the team, serious about being problem solvers on elite levels. Uh, Reach out to the Honor Foundation if you believe in in what they're doing and the lives that they're changing, like they changed my life, and and you have the ability. uh, The Honor Foundation is, is always trying to raise money, trying to raise funds, trying to raise something so that we can continue bringing people just like me through their program and helping to change the world. Like I said, it was uh, last time I checked, it was $87,000 per student to go through. So you know, it's it, it's a lot, and there's a lot of need out there for the Honor Foundation too. So cohorts are going on all the time. If you have the ability, and, and this message at all inspires you, uh, please feel free to give to just such such an important organization that's doing uh, such big things and having such a huge impact on the world.
0: Please make sure that if you're beginning the transition or even considering a transition out of the Special ops community into the civilian world, please look at the links below and uh, reach out.